Greetings. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 13 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey and experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong, and you, the audience, is the focus of the podcast. The podcast is based on three foundations. The vision, to have you see yourself and your world through the lens of legacy design and building. The mission, to introduce you into the world of design and have you emerge as a storyteller. And this concept of the storyteller comes into play later on in this episode. And the all-important purpose, there is a perpetual need for leadership that causes us to edify others through building enduring relationships. And if I, as I've talked about it before in this podcast, is that if you do not have leadership, then you do not have a legacy. What is a legacy? I came aqu- across a quote that's been around for quite some time, but somehow it, uh, it eluded me. It's from uh, Pericles, who's the uh, Greek politician in general. And he said, quote, What you leave behind is not what is engraved on stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others, end quote. Your legacy, it's not so much about your accomplishments, it's about your impact in terms of the lives of others. And for those of you who have been kind enough to be listening, uh, to have listened to this podcast for some time now, I would welcome hearing about your your progress in terms of how you're going about um, weaving your influence, your impact in terms of in, into the lives of others. How are you discovering your purpose? How are you clarifying your vision? And how are you making a commitment to your mission? And please send me your updates, your comments to my email address. That's rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. Leadership comes in many forms, and I talked about that uh, in Season 1, Episode 6, when I talked about Moses. Very prominent figures in history can provide us leadership lessons. I also talked about everyday activities, such as the horseback riding uh, in Season 1, Episode 7. Today's episode is going to talk about Charlie Brown Christmas, the production behind it and the story behind it, and how we can learn some very valuable leadership lessons and also relation uh, relationship lessons. I, I suspect many of you have seen the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas multiple times. And it began, it first aired in 1965 at a time that it was pre-internet and basically as three major networks. Coca-Cola approached producer Lee Mendelson for a Christmas special. Lee Mendelson had already been thinking about a documentary uh, involving the Peanuts characters. At that time, Charles Schultz had established the Peanuts as a very successful comic strip, but it was pretty much uh, only in that that was the only format that you could see the Peanuts in. And here was a, a leap, a jump into a different medium. Lee Mendelssohn uh, worked with Charles Schultz and also director, uh, director Bill Melendez to produce the Charlie Brown Christmas. 
the jazz score, which I think many of you will recognize immediately uh, by Vince Guaraldi, including uh, the very popular tune, Linus and Lucy. And they had to complete this project in six months. And this is a time when uh, cartoons were hand-drawn mostly and before the, the time of computer-generated images. We all know it as a success. We all know it as a part of our, our, our Christmas uh, holiday. Uh, uh, many of us look forward to seeing it. But the initial reaction by the network was one that you would, if you were there at the time, you would think this is not going to be, la this will not last for over 60 years. The initial network reaction was that they thought the pacing of the story was slow. They didn't think the music was fitting for a children's cartoon. And they thought the animation was much too simple. Uh, they did not want children voicing the characters, and they definitely did not want Linus reading scripture towards the end. So given all that, uh, the, the creators, uh, Lee Mendelson, Charles Schultz, and Bill Melendez faced an uphill battle because they, you know, Coca-Cola had commissioned them to do this, and they could have pulled the plug on it. But they stood their ground, and somehow it did get on the air. At that time, Coca-Cola thought, all right, it's not worth fighting over. We'll run it once and it'll be done. We'll, we'll never forget about it. And we'll just, you know, we wasted money on this. Well, after that initial showing, it got a 45 share viewership, which meant, you know, about 45% of, you know, almost half the people, or half of every person in the United States were TV sets tuned into a quote-unquote children's cartoon. And that just stunned people. That floored especially the uh, people, the naysayers, uh, the, the, the sponsors and the network. Obviously, they thought, they, now they saw that the people loved this, became beloved, and it's been you know, running on uh, ever since. So what are the leadership lessons that we can learn from the production of A Charlie Brown Christmas. The first lesson is trust. Lee Mendelssohn understood the audience and the trust that Charles Schultz had built with, with his readers regarding the comic strip Peanuts. And even though he had to take that to a new medium, he knew that people tuning in wanted to see Peanuts still and, re and maintain all the charm and all the quirks and all the essence of the Peanuts character. So it wasn't just putting Peanuts in terms of motion. It was main, making sure that they were still the same characters. He, he went to Charles Schultz and he obtained Charles Schultz's, Charles Schultz's trust that they weren't going to do anything that would compromise the integrity of the Peanuts or erode the foundation of the relationship that Charles Schultz had developed uh, in decades with his, with his readers uh, of Peanuts. Very important that when you're in a leadership position and the people that you work with, the people that you engage with, that relationship, going back to that relationship, you know, the purpose, that there's a perpetual need for leadership that causes edify others through building enduring relationships, 
Lee Mendelson, this is the first time he worked with Charles Schultz in terms of producing a special. And because he established trust in this first one, they, they went on to collaborate for many, many peanut specials. And that was an enduring relationship. But it started with the trust and it started with that very first project in the face of some very hostile reactions uh, from the sponsors and the networks. But when he took on the project, he went to Charles Schultz and he made, you know, made, I suspect he made a pledge, a promise to Schultz that he would, Schultz would have the final say on that and that it would be a, a project, a product that Schultz would be proud of and that Schultz would feel, feel comfortable in terms of sharing with his audience, sharing with re readers, that it would help continue that relationship, that wouldn't sever it, that wouldn't compromise that. The, the, the next lesson in terms of the backdrop of a uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is that you have to know your audience or know the people that you're working with and never underestimate them. At the time of cartoons during the 60s, most of them were voiced by adults, adult actors, you know, people looking for uh, money while you know trying to get uh, legitimate uh, TV or movie roles. And the sponsors wanted that format. They weren't willing to try anything new. They wanted that format, and they thought that jazz, that Vince Garaldi, that wonderful, wonderful Vince Garaldi uh, soundtrack. They thought jazz was way was much too sophisticated at children, that they couldn't understand it, that they wouldn't like it, and that they also wanted a laugh track. And a laugh track is basically when you don't trust your audience, that they will be able to comprehend what the punchlines are. It's a prompt, and it's really a sense of insecurity, that you're not that confident in your product that's that good. Or again, it's one of those instances where you're going to underestimate your audience, that they're not smart enough to get this. Therefore, they need a cue to laugh. Well, Schultz said no to all of this. First of all, he said he wanted children, not child actors. He wanted children voicing the characters because he said now that we're going to go to this medium from print, you know, basically three panels per comic strip, except for the larger ones on Sundays with color. He says, now that the characters are going to come to life, he says, what's coming out of their mouths has to be authentic. And he says, these are children. The peanut characters are children. He wanted children. He didn't want child actors. And that's why when you hear the first special, The Charlie Brown Christmas, it's at times where it's uh, the cadence is a little bit off because the producer, uh, Lee, Lee Mendelson, had, for some of the children that couldn't quite read well, uh, well enough or remember lines, he would have to read the line to them. They would have to say it right after he read it and then you know hit the pause button. That's why at times certain characters, it sounds a bit choppy. But it's still a child's voice, not a trained professional. And... And that's the authenticity of that. And I think that spoke or that connected with the children because the children said, that's me. You know, there are times when I'm not articulate. There's times when I'm not going to have this perfect cadence. Uh, all, all the things that go along with children as they are developing their speech. 
And I, I thought that was, a, that was a wonderful touch. Uh, and again, about jazz being too sophisticated. What was important was that the music captured the spirit of the Peanuts characters. And especially when you first hear Linus and Lucy during the, the rehearsal uh, for the Christmas play. It captured that sort of, it, it captured the carefree exuberance of children that they were just dancing, you know, dancing. They didn't care what they were doing and they were just having fun. And Lions and Lucy absolutely uh, captures that. And, and children immediately, it immediately resonated with children that this is going to be something fun. This is something that they could relate to. And this is something that spoke to them in real time during their stage of their life of discovery, of having fun, of being carefree, of being childish and not being child, I'm sorry, being childlike, not being childish. Very important. Whereas the, I think the networks and the sponsors, they wanted to be childish, that they wanted a laugh track. They wanted it to be, uh, they wanted the animation to have certain special effects or whatnot. Uh, they thought it was just way too simple. It's almost like stick figures. They, again, didn't trust the characters. That was not characters driven. They wanted the bells and whistles. So leadership understands that you're going to tell a story. And it's it's not about the the, the bells and whistles. And we, we get caught in that in terms of our work. And I talked about it before in a previous episode. It's so many times when we do a work presentation, the slides with the, uh, the pie charts, the bar graphs and all that, we don't trust our audience, or the fact is, is that we don't really have anything to say. And that's a very sad commentary when you're trying to tell a story, you have nothing to say, that you're going to try to rely on other props to try to fill in when the fact is that you're missing the most important ingredient of storytelling, which is the story. And as a leader, do you have conviction? The sponsors and the network says we can't have religion in terms of this children's cartoon and ironically you know religion regarding a christmas special they wanted to cut the scene with linus where he reads from the book of luke uh chapter 2 verses uh, 8 to 14 where he talks about or he reads about uh christ the lord being born and being our savior and bringing peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And I think for those of us, that, and for, for us that have seen the peanut special, we could not imagine that that scene being cut. Schultz had a very clear vision of telling, uh, or, or, you know, the gospel and, 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 the, and the true meaning of Christmas. Had very clear. And his mission was that he was going to have his characters do that. He was going to have his beloved creations tell that story. The conviction is that he they were facing that the networks were going to pull this and say, no, we're not going to have this. But the conviction was that Charles Show says, you know, that has to stay. If it doesn't, then, you know, we're not going to, it's not going to go at all. It's amazing how you can find leadership lessons 
in so many things. Obviously, the prominent stories, uh, prominent figures in history such as Moses. But when you look at things that work and you can get the backdrop, you'll be amazed at the backstory of how when things are a big success, that many times they had some very difficult beginnings, many challenges, many uh, roadblocks. Yet, because of leadership, individuals, teams were able to over- overcome those roadblocks and have a success. And looking back at this, too, is that these three men, uh, producer Lee Mendelson, uh, director Bill Melendez, and good creator Charles Schultz, it was this project and this sort of baptism of fire where they went, the three of them were united. They knew what they wanted to tell. They knew the story they wanted to tell for the children. This was for the children. And they were willing to fight the networks for it and the sponsors. And, and, and they did, and successfully they did. And through that experience, they formed bonds, they formed trust. And they went on to produce many, many uh, Peanuts projects. As you are thinking about your legacy and as you are building it, go back to the fundamentals. What's your vision? What's your mission? And what's your purpose? And to remember that there can't, I, I, there's no situation I can see in which you have a legacy in which leadership's not part of it. And your leadership is not limited to your workplace. Your leadership is going to be with your family. Your leadership is going to be with your community. There are going to be many opportunities for that. So this was an example in the workplace, but the lessons that we, 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 we look at them can be applied to all, you know, all situations, all aspects of your life. And going back to what Pericles said, what you leave behind is not engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. We could think of Schultz, Mendelssohn, and uh, Melendez. We could think of you know this project, this this product, this, this cartoon as you know a stone monument, but that's not what they left behind. What they left behind was a cherished story aimed primarily at children, but impacting all of us. And they wanted to tell the story of Christmas and the, 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 our, Savior, our Savior Jesus Christ was born. That's what they wanted to do. And they succeeded because they did have conviction they trusted each other, and they kept looking for the long term. They weren't going to look for the easy way out. They weren't going to just take the payout from Coca-Cola and say, all right, we'll do it their way, and we'll get paid. But Schultz really understood, he understood what that would have done to his brand and his, his creations of the, the peanuts. That would have compromised him to such a degree that he may have potentially lost his readership from his uh, from the comic strip. Either way, he was not going to take that risk. And that's what leaders do. That's what leadership is about. 
making hard decisions and not going for the path of least resistance, not going for the easy way out and not thinking just for the here and now, but thinking about the long-term ramifications. And the principles that they stood on was, again, was having an eye towards the children in the audience. As you go forth in terms of building your legacy and the principles that you are going to adhere to, how are they going to impact others? How are they going to edify others? That is what your legacy is going to be, and that is going to be an example of your leadership. I thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I hope it has been helpful for you as you are navigating this. Uh, I'm recording this on December 23rd and we'll release date of December 26th, the day after uh, Christmas. I suspect that many of you have recently just watched a, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And now you know the backdrop behind it. You know that the, uh, the, the, the men behind it and what they were willing, what they wanted to stand for. And I hope now that you'll see the peanuts, uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, in not necessarily a different light, but in an enhanced light. That it was a, it's a wonderful story. It's entertaining. It's part of our Christmas tradition. And it's a great example of leadership by these three men that have cemented their legacies. If you're interested in exploring how to build your legacy uh, through design, I invite you to visit my website, truenorthshepherding.com, and sign up for a complimentary session on how we can work together. And again, for those of you who have been listening and been working on building your legacy, reach out to me, contact me, email address rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. I want to hear if this podcast, is it stimulating thought? Is it moving you in a different direction? Is it lighting a path for your feet? I want to hear about your, your purpose, your vision, and your mission. And if you want to be a guest on this podcast, contact me and we can make arrangements. The next episode of the Legacy Drawing Board podcast is my former MPH classmate, Dr. Catherine Worgen Schweikert. And she is the author of The Compassion Remedy, How to Leverage the Psychophysiological Benefits of Compassion to Beat Burnout, Renew Relationships, and Enjoy Greater Well-Being. I hope you'll join me for that uh, following episode. And I hope that you have had a, a very Merry Christmas. And I hope that you are taking the time to, to give your legacy the attention it deserves. Because when you do, we all benefit. <laughs>